Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi there. Uh, I just Before we start, hi, I'm Gregor. I just wanted to let you know that we, we forgot to mark down if we swore or not, so you might hear some naughty language. Deal with it! Oh, we're rolling. Live from I-5. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and attempt to understand driving home after watching the hottest <laughs> soccer league, not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. <laughs> not funded by any goal scoring magic either, apparently. Barely funded by us getting there and back. <laughs> We're your hosts. I'm from mornings on 107.7 The End. I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room on the pitch. Now I get why he gets in trouble in the booth for being too emotional after sitting next to him at a soccer match in unfriendly territory. He's Brandon for the internet. Also behind the wheel. Operating a motor vehicle as we speak. <laughs> Hashtag cruise control. What's up? Uh, we just came off of like literally just within the last couple hours driving from Vancouver back to Seattle after watching a real brutal soccer game. Yeah, it was, um, wasn't like the best game of soccer I've ever seen. It was a game of soccer. I'll give it that. It was a 0-0 draw on the road for Seattle, the first of the Cascadia Cup m- matchups. Now, we're going to get to all kinds of fun details about that, but, oh, this is important that we talk about this. To start. A-, a public service announcement, okay? <laughs> Listen, dummies. Time to... F- That's my other podcast. Listen, soccer people. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> you got them. <laughs> Listen, you got to floss. You, you got to do it because otherwise you end up like a jerk like me with a broken tooth. Do you th- is that why your tooth break? Is that why my tooth break? <laughs> yeah, is that why your tooth break? So it's time for me to drive if that's <laughs> the level of communication you're at. 
So, uh, listen, I spent some pretty serious time in a dental chair this week having a uh, molar, it's my tooth number 19, yeah. rebuilt after breaking it, biting into something known as a cheeseburger. Uh, notoriously firm and, and hard outer shell cheeseburger? Yeah, yeah, it was a real disaster. <laughs> It was delicious, to be fair, but then when my tooth broke, everything kind of melted and fell apart. Not literally, but like right. figuratively, I, my life kind of came to a grinding halt. It wasn't awesome, Brandon. I'm not going to lie. So, um, so wait, flossing would have fixed this, your your uh, dentist doctor says? My dentist said, uh, hey, man, y- you got to floss every day. And let me tell you why. I'll save you literally tens of thousands of dollars in your life if you just floss. And I'm... <laughs> Wow. Forget health and forget like your overall body. Like your your body does better when your oral health is good. Uh, forget all of that. <laughs> yeah, it does. I will yeah, say. It does. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I'll save you a bunch of money too. Thanks for tuning in <laughs> to the full ninety extra time podcast. See you next week. <laughs> Yeah, so um, he said the number one thing you can do is floss on a daily basis. And so, Brandon, I pose the question to you. Do you floss every day? Uh, No, I floss like... I think, if I'm being honest, it's probably like every three to four days. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Uh, But that's that's like my best self every three to four days. But my lazy self is probably... I want to point out that earlier tonight you told me that you and your wife go for a walk every day. And then we talked about it for like ten minutes. And then you were like, I mean, we haven't done it in like two weeks. (laughs) And I'm like, well, I mean, I thought it was... So when you say three every three or four days, I assume you mean never. Yeah. what, (laughs) yeah. What I really meant was there was a time in my life when I did it every three or four days. Brandon, I am not your dentist, so you don't have to lie to me. Yeah. The internet might be your dentist. I don't know. Well, Dr. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Glob- internet. Dr. Globovitz. <laughs> DDS. I assume that that's your crentist. Dr. Crentist, the dentist. <laughs> Dr. Crentist, the dentist. Um, that's it. Uh, shout out to you for listening. What's up, dummy? Wait, that's a different. <laughs> that's the other damn it. That's the other podcast <laughs> yeah. again. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, floss your teeth, ladies and gentlemen. Dude, just floss. Um, otherwise, you'll never be able to drive a turf bony. We'll get to that. Boy. Seattle Sounders FC versus Vancouver Whitecaps. All the way around. Vancouver Whitecaps FCSC versus Seattle Sounders. Excuse me. Vancouver White Craps. There you go. Or Van Pooper White Craps. <laughs> I forget who chimed in on that. I think it was. It was Tropic Sound. Shout out to Tropic Sound. Good to, good to have you on the Twitter today. Uh, we drove up the highway to see a soccer match, and I got to give a shout out to my buddy Ryan, who facilitated the tickets. That's awesome. We had a great time. It took us way uh, too long. So, for, so we go up to the match, yeah. and um, first of all, we we drive, and I, I had a little bit of fan outrage at the border because <laughs> uh, I picked a, I picked the lane at the border that I thought would get us through the fastest, and what I ended up doing was picking the lane that got probably every car in front of us got strip searched um, or had their cavities I think searched. the person running it was just literally blind and that they were having to translate all of our IDs into bla- to, uh, Braille. Braille, yeah. Or, or into Canadian, probably. Yeah, that's what it was. That's Yeah. They were like, I don't understand what this is. And we came up with a measurement system. <laughs> uh, when you go to Canada, they're on the metric system, which is clearly inferior because it's the worst of the American systems. Yeah. Because America. And so whenever somebody asks you, like, oh, the speed limit, what's the speed limit? And they're like, 80K, eh? Eh? 
Well, the conversion rate is very simple. 69 American. <laughs> Everything is. Yeah. If it, if it's in if it's in the metric system, it's definitely 69 American. Hey, how many Canadian minutes did it take us to get from the border to uh, from the border to the stadium? Oh, actually, you know what? It wasn't 69. It was 420. Oh, 420 minutes. Yeah, it was 420. That's 69 American. That's 69 American. I think you guys got to figure it out. Well, yeah. we'll be sure to bring that up. Yeah. Uh, no, so anyway, what I was going to say is that um, to the, the the entire trip today, the last two times I've been to Vancouver for a match, um, one was when I was traveling with S2 to go play uh, Whitecaps FC2, and R. we R. randomly got tickets to a, um, uh, a Whitecaps versus DC United match. Whew. And uh, let me Hot tell you, ticket. that was a stinker of a match. Anyway, so there was that match, and uh, what ended up happening in that match was afterward a bunch of canadian uh whitecaps fans wanted to fight uh head coach ezra hendrickson and uh center back damian lowe after the match so that was my one experience then and then a second time i went up to wait wait, wait. did you explain to the canadians that they were not watching hockey <laughs> no i did not explain that uh i should have i probably would have given them a lot of context into why that's that's two the- very large caribbean men were walking through the concourse <laughs> Listen, that that is the sport that is next door at the smaller venue. Rogers Arena. You hosers. Uh, and then the second time I went, uh, I couldn't have had a better experience. Oh. Uh, I went and sat in the press box again to uh, to run the Twitter for the Sounders uh, account during a match a few years ago. And um, my wife had to, uh, my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, uh, had to go sit in a random seat by herself amongst the uh, Canadian fans wearing a Sounders FC2 Ooh. Andy Craven jersey. <laughs> well, it's a good choice, at least. She picked someone and, handsome. Uh, you know, some some really nice, there were some really nice people. But again, uh, the sitting around her, they, 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 you know, showed her a great time. But on our way well, out, some people... <laughs> did you fight them? <laughs> yeah, no, but they wanted to fight us after... Some other fans wanted to fight. So every time I've been up there, um, you know, I feel like just wearing Sounders gear makes people want to fight you which i get it. it's cascadia it's a rivalry you know whatever this time you and i both decided that we were going to fly a little under the radar yeah um but i think all of the emotion from the last two times i've been up here kind of came out because there was a little kid sitting in front of me and i was channeling swear kid from a few weeks ago and uh could not keep my cool uh yeah the difference between that though is that swear kid um tourette's <laughs> sure brandon from the internet just an asshole yeah uh, I want to um, I want to point out a couple things that I wrote about that in my notes from the match. I made a note that said Brandon is louder than he thinks because <laughs> you said something off color, and I was like, "Hey, man, uh, that makes me uncomfortable." And you were like, "Don't worry, it wasn't that loud." And I was like, "No, no, no, <laughs> everyone heard that." That's the worst because uh, the other day I was watching a soccer match, a high school soccer match with my wife at, for the school that she works at. Yeah, and um, she was like, "Hey, man." keep it down these people i work with these people and i was like no 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 it's cool they can't hear me <laughs> and i thought she was just being really sensitive and i just turns out that no i'm just louder than i thought yeah yeah, I, yeah yeah no for sure yeah um also at some point you said quote i ripped ass a lot and it does not smell good <laughs> <laughs> that see that's just accurate that was <laughs> That was just true. But I definitely left a bunch of farts in Canada, so... You're welcome, Canada. Suck on that, hosers. Yeah. Really big bummer. We got up there for the um, for the match. First of all, I want to say that 
it's lovely. The people were lovely, except for the guy that sat next to us at the bar that just kept looking at us. That yeah, was that weird. was weird. But when we got into the facility, into BC Place, great. The the staff there was very nice, and it, it feels it's got a great vibe about it. And you get in there, and like, yeah, they like you know they probably have like two to three thousand people that can show up and fit in that place based on how much they have curtained off. But yeah. Um, we had great seats because I feel like every seat is awesome there. Yeah. You can't um, be too far away from the pitch in that place. The Sounders supporter section was twice, wow. the, twice the size of the Vancouver. I feel like Vancouver actually has two supporter sections, which is weird. Like they like there's like a there's like a channel in between the two sections that is like uh, they have people on each side of this tunnel that goes into the locker rooms you know that like they cheer independently so there's different people with megaphones being like now we're gonna do this so it's like really counterproductive sure like i just kind of wanted to be like canada you figure it out listen let me help you out with this a little (laughs) bit but you said to me at one point you were like man actually a couple times you're like ah i really wish i was with the traveling seattle sounder supporters the travel monkeys i think they call themselves sure probably like I'd say like a thousand fans that. Yeah, it's a good showing, really good showing from uh, ECS. Now I know previously that they um, fill up buses and put maybe kegs on the buses and then they drive up and down the highways to the you know uh, right. to the Portlands and yeah. the Vancouver's. That seems like something I would never want to do. <laughs> now, now, hear me out. Yeah. I don't want that part of the trip. I want the stand and be surrounded by a bunch of people who are also swearing at the people around you who cheer for the opposing team. To That way, when somebody picks a fight on me, yeah. they wimp. Uh, I have coverage be with the uh, much larger people around uh, me. Right? Brandon, I do karate, so you were totally safe, obviously. Except you really didn't want me swearing at people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I just feel uncomfortable about swearing in front of kids. That's just like a weird thing that I have. I don't <laughs> yeah, know what dude, that is. You got to get over that. <laughs> no, man, I'm, I'm not going to get over that. <laughs> I know. I'm just... The last time I went with a uh, ECS like affiliated thing, I did not ride with them because... It just seems like so many farts in such a small space. That's a lot of farts in a small space. But when I got up there, um, there was a. It was time for the soccer match. It was down to Portland actually. When we got to our seats and everything, and then the match started. And uh, to be clear, I was so hungover that I wanted to die. Um, there was a man with very long dreadlocks who was running up and down the um, the stairs, and he was screaming directly at me that I wasn't cheering well enough. Um, I don't think I've ever wanted to kill a person <laughs> as much as that man. I don't know him <laughs> at all, but um, and I also haven't seen him in a while, so we were just kind of like spitballing kind of what happened to him. <laughs> um, maybe he like moved to Tennessee, right? And, and now that's where he lives, and he like right. watches the Sounders from a supporter group bar there. Or right? I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe he got raptured and <laughs> became the first official white. Rapture, Rapture, <laughs> Rapturefarian, Rapturefarian, yeah, yeah, with his dreadlocks. I don't yeah. know. He did not seem like a very nice person at the time, but uh, I'm trying not to judge him out of the context of the fact that his job was yell at people. And I feel like if if everybody's uh, reputation was based off of what I thought of them while I was hungover, yeah, nobody would be in great standing when no, it came no, no. to the uh, Rapturefari. Yeah, yeah. Like, is it time for Rapture? He's like, I. Let's ask hungover St. Peter. <laughs> it's like everyone's going straight <laughs> to hell. Screw all these people. I don't want any of you. Go Some, home. Somebody get the statue from in front of the McAllister's house and prop open the gates to heaven because I'm taking a nap. I'm done. Who let this Satan into the heaven? Hungover!
over Peter. Hug over Peter. Oh, you son of a bitch. Damn um, it, Pete. Looking ahead at this match, well, hold on, I'll get to that in a second. Um, when we got there, we saw one of the most amazing things I think I've ever seen. When, um, for people that aren't so up to speed on soccer, before a match, especially at this level, uh, crew comes out with hoses and stuff and, and wets the pitch. Whether it's artificial or real grass, you try and make the pitch a little more slippy, I guess, so, you get to, so the ball travels quicker and you end up with a little bit faster action. If it gets too wet, then the ball goes slow because yeah. puddles form and stuff like that. But you don't want it to be dry either with all the static and everything specifically right. on that turf. And it just helps make the speed of play a little bit. I'm sure there's other reasons that I can't think of right now. Whatever. Maybe it makes it a little softer when you fall on the turf as yeah. well. Yeah, it's like probably got concrete under there, so that turf really springs up. Sure. Um, but in Canada, they don't frankly they don't mess around i was gonna swear but i don't have the power to go back and mark this and i don't want to listen to the whole thing again <laughs> Endorsement. but please keep listening to our podcast the one that gregor doesn't want to listen to anymore yeah no just not again one yeah, time is again. enough if you listen more if please let me know if you listen to the pod more than once and i will reconsider my statement because you are a quality human being yeah but out rolls one of the things that has most impressed me with canada Besides their, especially in Vancouver, their cheap sushi, um, outrolls a machine that is something that you could only dream of in budget. Oh, it's it's amazing. It's like it just proves Canada's commitment to the bit. You know? Yeah. Here we are again, next door to Rogers Arena, where the hockey game is going on. They've got a freaking zamboni <laughs> for and, turf, and they've hooked up like arms to it like a sprinkler system and they're driving around watering it yeah they have a zamboni for turf it's a turf bony a turf bony a turf bony <laughs> i don't know if that's the real name of it but to be candid no it is the real i mean it's it's officially now like i mean it, it, we're, i don't care what they call it i don't know what i'm saying what officially what they call it i don't know yeah and i'm fine not knowing but well, no. Actually, I kind of want to know. No, I, yeah, it wouldn't be bad. I'm, no. What I should say is, I'm fine calling it Turf Bony forever because <laughs> that's freaking hilarious. Uh, I, yeah, that Turf Bony was um, like it, I, it's it's just amazing. Like the the commit Canada's commitment. Are we, are we to all lost? The, we just drove through like a smoke monster. It's yeah, weird. It was weird. Yeah, Canada's commitment to just just to like oh, we do this for hockey. So what if we just do it again for the soccer it reminds me of a text message i got at work this week again i'm the morning host at 1077 the end so people text in and some guy was like yo for do stuff a segment about getting out and doing stuff uh he Whoa. said the seattle thunderbirds have a playoff game and he knows that he's speaking to me and he says uh something to the effect of like you know a sport that's not for we'll see people uh, like soccer you should yeah. go you should go watch i think you'd have fun and i was like listen you're just mad because soccer players don't fight right and then i realized maybe this person is canadian and uh, maybe they could change maybe that could be a new feature <laughs> is a we, fist fight between freddie montero and nicholas ladero maybe that's what we need uh i just want to see a fist fight between ozzy alonzo and a second ozzy alonzo <sighs> the cloning technology is almost there. So once we do, though, we're starting with 11 Brad Evans. Shout outs to Brad oh, Evans. Um, 11 Brad Evans, Force Ghosts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah he did. That's yeah. right. R.I.P. and Barbecue Heaven. Oh, man. Speaking of which, a touchy subject. No KBBQ today. Uh, 
I was so bummed to find out that, first of all, we were totally wrong about what the lineup would look like for this match. Again, a 0-0 draw, BC Place, uh, between Whitecaps, well, excuse me, Van Pooper Whitecraps, <laughs> thank you, and Seattle Sounders FC. Um, a long 90 minutes of watching a lot of possession from one team and a lot of defense from the other Sounders with possession. Vancouver figuring out that you have to stop the Sounders by not letting them score. Seems pretty obvious. But we, we, we thought that there was going to be all these guys that were playing in national duty, like Nico Ladero coming back from China, China. and uh, a bunch of minutes played by Roldan, and a bunch yeah. of minutes played by Jordan Morris, and Jordy Del- <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> and so like we, th- we thought for sure that somebody would need to rest their legs. Yeah. Schmetzer played them all. Yeah, last week uh, when we were predicting you know, what would happen in this match, Where's the depth? What are we gonna do? Yeah, we said what, that was. We were really concerned about that. We we didn't know, um, you know, which of those three guys. We thought one, maybe two of those guys might be able to start. Yeah, Jordan Morris didn't play a lot of minutes in the uh, the last U.S. friendly. Um, Nico Ladero, I thought for certain. Uh, wouldn't start this yeah, match, man. But he comes back and and slots right in. So we we roll out the same starting eleven, the strong starting eleven that the Sounders have had the last couple of weeks. Now is that a mistake based on how the game goes? Um, I don't I don't know because Sounders roll out this eleven. Yeah. Uh, you probably got three guys on tired legs. Um, they are going up against a Vancouver team who you could tell was. Uh, it's 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 interesting. Usually, you're the home team, right? You're Vancouver, and you want to come out and you want to set the tempo. You want to set the rhythm. You've got your home crowd behind you. Sure. You want to be the people who are determining what the pace of this match is going to be. They came out as if they were a lower league, like USL team, playing against a Premier League side, <laughs> bunkering down, knowing that the Sounders come out with a. Um, vicious attack, having scored twice in the first 20 minutes in their last two games. Yeah, so they went full Mourinho. They went full Mourinho, exactly. Only without scoring first, which is usually it, it's That's- just It's crazy. They just, like, the, the first thing they do is just, like, throw 11 people behind the ball. There's a really good take on Twitter. Somebody said, Vancouver is going to revolutionize the game, given how they're able to put 14 people behind <laughs> the ball. And it really did seem like that. It seemed like every time the Sounders got the ball, they had tons of possession, but nothing they could do to break down the the in the last probably like 20 to 25 yards of the pitch uh, because every single Whitecaps player was within that that tiny little space. You called it out while we were watching, and you just made a great point there also. Two things. One, um, Sounders have been dynamite in the first 20 minutes all season. It's been like real big for them to come out and really kill. Two, you noticed while we were watching how they were playing a lot of balls into the middle and there's no one of any stature that's there to receive them They're, they didn't play a very tall group and they were having a hard time penetrating on the sides like they have and to the point where you saw some great switches which kind of screwed things up for vancouver because you'd see uh victor rodriguez and and jordan morris switch from uh from Left wing, and right. wing to wing there which is cool it's like great to see that happen but i thought J- jordan morris didn't look himself he maybe needed a little time or something to get his head on straight. Maybe a bad camp for him for the U.S. men's national. Yeah, his first one back since injury. Yeah. So, but the I just started to say this a minute ago. But the big thing here was that we predicted an awesome matchup. The first time we would see two Korean stars playing for MLS sides that they would face each other, and that's uh, Im Bong Hwang and Kim Ki Hee uh, for Vancouver Van Pooper Whitecaps and Seattle Sounders FC, respectively. Um, 
not in the starting eleven is yeah. Huang. Yeah. Uh, similarly, I mean, that's a, he. Uh, you know, he's a midfielder for the Whitecaps. Also coming back from his, playing a couple matches for South Korea. Um, so apparently, you know, uh, head coach for Vancouver, Mark DeSantos, didn't see uh, that he would be fit for that match. Yeah. The same way that Schmetz went and threw out all three of the guys who were on international duty for for the Sounders. Yeah, I don't know enough about the Whitecaps team to, like, say if oh. there was an advantage to having um, maybe not your star, sure, you know, uh, playmaker in the squad yeah. maybe, maybe they just like have put bigger more defensive I don't know and, and I think we, we overlooked uh, Gustav Svensson as well a guy who picked up quite a bit of minutes for yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Sweden yeah, yeah. And, and also started this match and goes the full 90 so. no no he got subbed off did he yeah yeah he got subbed off oh you're for, right for Handwalla yeah great to see Handwalla Buana out yeah. there I couldn't really do anything but it was yeah. uh, awesome to see him so no, and, no, and you know I think it's cool to see uh, Schmetzer going for it um, I, throw, I wish, throwing a, a couple attacking players on instead of uh, just yeah. another holding midfielder. He throws on um, Handwalla Buana for Svensson. He throws on Will Bruin for Nico Ladero. Strange. Uh, no, no, it was Will Bruin for Rui Diaz. Rui Diaz, right? Yeah. So okay. So this is this is what it for me. I watch a team that's like really torn people apart on the overlap on the uh, especially on the left side there yeah. with uh, with Brad Bradsmith and. Uh, Victor Rodriguez teaming up on the left that creates a lot of problems and a lot of open space to cross the ball over to the right and here's the as you pointed out 14 guys for Vancouver dropping back to be able to cover for that the Sounders never really found their way down the sides and so if that happens I don't understand how you don't move I don't know soccer strategy enough but for me you needed a hold up guy a big guy that could do something in the middle of the field and I feel like Will Bruin is pretty much I mean unless you're going to throw Roman Torres the right. biggest boy up there up front it's like you kind of I wanted to see Will Bruin come on what I'm trying to get to is I want to see Bruy Diaz Bruy Diaz yeah I want to see Will Bruin and Rui Diaz working together at the top because we still in this match didn't see Rui Diaz really get activated. No. It's like they've got to figure out how to use him because, okay, guy passing on the right super fast and yeah. the three lands, that's weird. they got to figure out how to use him because what a threat. If you're bombing down the the outsides and then you got that guy in the middle that's not even getting service, what yeah. happens when he does get the ball? Well, and I think that that's something that uh, about Vancouver's game plan and something that we're talking about where they bunkered down for a majority of the match, right? Yeah. They don't give the Sounders anything through the middle but giving it, give them everything on the outside. And something that you and I both recognize during this match is that when we were looking at the Sounders' opportunities when they, it looked like they could get a clear cross-off, yeah. uh, it looked like they were going to play the ball into the feet of whoever was in the box rather than looping it up for a header. And then you realize everybody on the Sounders team outside of Chad Marshall yeah. and Kim Gehee are tiny men. Tiny, tiny, right? tiny. Yeah. Short, pretty short guys. And so you don't have a lot of aerial presence or yeah. aerial threats in the box. And so the Vancouver will give the Sounders the wings all day. But they, uh, did, but they jammed up the wings, too. It was yeah. weird, man. They just sat behind the ball. I mean, it was it, it was really interesting for me. Uh, you know, you know, Vancouver 0-3-0 going into this match, right? Zero wins, three losses, zero draws. And that was your big point last week week was that Vancouver had to walk away with a point. That right. was their motivation for the match. And look what they did. They got a point. And, and you know, congrats to them on getting a point. Um, I don't know if their fans are going to be happy with uh, that kind of play any longer in this season. Yeah. Um, they're going to want to see that team, uh, you know, start to try to string some things together. 
you know they're trying to in you know add a few more pieces into their into their roster this year that that might help them improve. Imbom Wong being one of those guys. Yeah. Um, and and look, you know, the, one of the biggest moments in this match came in the in stoppage time when Imbom Wong uh, earned what looked to be a penalty kick uh, that would have allowed Vancouver to win. Um, earned with a tackle from uh, his Korean compatriot uh, Kim yeah, Ki Hee. I guess I didn't. Maybe you just said it a minute ago. I was reading something, but uh, M. Wong Huang came on. It was subbed on at sure. some point for the last 20 minutes or whatever. So yeah. we finally did get to see the Korean matchup that we had promised and that we were looking so forward to. In that- and, and it delivered awesome results yeah. to see one guy on the attack with a serious chance and another guy shutting it down. They were right. like equals and it was awesome to watch that. Yeah. So and, and and it results in just like a, a nearly game-changing collision. That's crazy. All right, hang out when we come back. I want to go over some of the uh, the pluses and negatives of uh, BC Place and going to see a match outside of Seattle. So if someone's considering doing it, what they can kind of expect next on the Full 90 Extra Time podcast. Brandon, what was your favorite part of BC Place, of the adventure of going there to see that happen? Brandon is dead. We are now careening <laughs> off the road into a truck. Um, Goodbye. You know, I think I really liked uh, flying into a game kind of incognito a little bit and being able to take in the the stadium. And, and I mean, BC Place is a really cool stadium. Um, it's it was it was pretty fun to be able to to get in the seats that we were in and just kind of be able to walk, take in the game. Not a bad seat in and, the house, and man. Not, and not be fully active until closer to the end when I started to get. Um, he lies. Oh, he, oh. he was upset the whole time. <laughs> Louder than he thinks. More uh, passionate yeah, than yeah, he yeah, wants like to we admit. talked about. Yeah, but I started to get a, you know a little bit more engaged with the the fans sitting around us. A little chippy, yeah. It's a little good. chippy, but it was okay. Yeah, man. No, I no, thought not, it was, not it was in a rude fun. way. No. It was fine. No. Yeah, one guy turned around to give us some shtick, no. but that's good. That's what you want. I loved the atmosphere uh, during that during that penalty kick call uh, while we while kind of everybody in the stadium waited to see what the referee was going to call after going to VAR. Um, I thought that was a that the just the the air the kind of the energy in the stadium at that point might have been one of my favorite parts of the game. Cool. Yeah. What about you? I love how they have a indoor arena feel to an outside environment. Uh. So they only open the lower bowl, but then they hang these big curtains. And so it seems, it feels very intimate, but then they hang, when I say it's an indoor arena feel, they hang down the giant video screens right above oh, the yeah. center of the field. So wherever you're at, you can look up and see a great screen. It's not like trying to, like CenturyLink has tall screens and they try to cram things on there, like an ad on the top and then like a small half a screen on yeah. the bottom. And it like, it could be, or like the super wide screen where you still can't see anything. Sure. And so you get to see the actual game footage there instead of also the weird camera angles that they try and feed us at CenturyLink. I think that was really cool. I think it was super fun to go somewhere where everyone is there having a fun time because soccer is not the biggest sport in North America. Um, You know, the NFL, I would argue, is probably the biggest. Sure. And so here you're uh, Canada doesn't have that, but like it was fun to see so many fun people there and then to be a traveling fan clearly cheering for Seattle without getting too much stick other than some like, hey, shut up, or like, nah, you're wrong, dummy, or whatever. And so it's a great experience to go, and I think if you go with 
the traveling supporters and you sit with a couple thousand strong up packed in the way in the corner maybe there's like a little bit more opportunity for some a little more nasty yeah a little chippiness a little yeah. nastier exchanges but i mean i didn't see anyone causing or getting any sh- like trouble yeah but like you know it's you're you get riled up in group mind and that could be dangerous i think no, I had a good time. Uh, you know, there are a lot of you know. I got you. Got to give a, a strong shout out to the Sounders support. Uh, it seems like every bar that we went into and and uh, yeah. on the train on the way in and uh, the kind of the whole experience. It seemed like you know, a so Sounders obviously had a great showing. Uh, sure. Really good support up there. Second thing that I got to give a shout out to is the Vancouver uh, public transit. Oh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, we parked not near the stadium, but pretty close to their version of the the link light rail and uh man what a what a what a breeze getting in and out of the stadium yeah really cool man um, yeah. to be able to so cool to be in a city that does sh- stuff well well and then they had a hockey game next door at the same time and the arenas are right next to each other so you end up with some with yeah. some headache so uh really cool time i can't recommend enough that people spend a weekend in vancouver watching it with a highlight of watching a soccer match sure because i just had the best time and it's such a great fun environment that it was like uh well worth it if you get the opportunity if you got a friend that wants to do something or like us we just decided like you want to go to this let's do it let's go and here we are so that's a lot of fun stand by one second Uh, i can't remember what i wanted to bring up okay so final question for you since we're just kind of road podcasting uh, i'll just point out real quick that there's a saturday match seattle sounders fc welcome real salt lake here on the 6th that's this saturday CenturyLink field or sebtory link field as i wrote here on my notes <laughs> because <laughs> typing. Fat, fat thumbs on your iphone yeah uh saturday night 7 p.m match hopefully it'll be beautiful i'm crossing my fingers for you or my fat thumbs um that's uh it looks really fun but but I won't be able to talk to you about it. Tell me about your trip to England, specifically yeah. the part for soccer. Yeah. Um, so I won't be watching. The, I might get up early. My wife might kill me. Yeah. Uh, but we will be in England. So we're flying out on the 5th. We'll be in England uh, through the 15th. And um, on that day, I would be getting up at, what, 4 a.m. to watch the, the Sounders host RSL. Yeah, like 4 a.m. the next day. Right, the next day. So who, who knows? Maybe my maybe my jet lag will actually help me out I in that situation. I think it's 3 a.m. Uh, well, that's better. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I'll get to be in England to... What are you uh, doing there? Uh, so I'll just hang out, and then um, toward the end of the trip, I'm actually going to catch a Premier League match. going to go see uh, the scintillating matchup between Fulham and Everton. <laughs> so, sorry, could you say that slower? You seem to mumble that really fast. Uh, the between the sure to be relegated uh, Fulham and the sure to be irrelevant Everton. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> um, you know uh, Fulham has Sherla, who I thought like he played for yeah. Chelsea for a minute, and I yeah. thought that he was gonna be something. I think they spent a ton of money on him too, and boy, yeah. that team is well, just especially been... after the Germany World Cup showing uh, in 2014. Right? Now, have you been to? England or London before. I've not been to Europe before, so I'm very excited. Uh, yeah, it's great. Great experience to see how yeah. other people do a similar thing to yeah. us. I'm very excited to see Craven Cottage. That's yeah. oh, what a great... Yeah. That's where the that's where Fulham plays, yeah. and like the dressing rooms are a separate building that they have to yeah. go to. That's like, yeah. It's pretty neat to, to be able to see that firsthand. And also, like we just talked about the atmosphere at this BC place, how they've created an atmosphere, otherwise it doesn't sell well. Craven, Craven Cottage... 
sells well. Right, literally in the middle of a neighborhood. So. And it's like, yeah, right in the middle of a neighborhood. It'll be super cool. To, I've, I can only imagine. I'm very jealous that you're going to be doing that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping I can still catch that, that Sounders re- versus RSL, given the fact that RSL just, I think, got seven put up on them. Uh, <laughs> to, no, 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 that was Montreal. But I think they did get five goals put up on them today. So. I think you say they got dunked on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they almost had a touchdown scored against them, so <laughs> not great. Um, so that's, uh, that's exciting. But you're going to be gone for ten days, which means you're not just going to miss one. You're going to miss two Sounders matches. But good news... The second one on the 13th, yeah. that one's a 1 o'clock game. And so you could watch it at 9 o'clock at night, yeah. wherever you're at. <laughs> we'll, we'll see uh, what English bar I can I can get to put on the Sounders match. A little marriage advice for you. I know I haven't been married much longer than you, but don't watch the Sounders match where you're <laughs> on expensive-ass vacation in a faraway land. No, I think she might let me watch the match, but she might kill me if I say, okay, now I'm going to call Greg and podcast about this. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> we can do a lo-fi over uh, Apple headphones yeah. <laughs> uh, podcast. I, yeah. will, I will make that happen. Yeah. Uh, even if you want to just call me, uh, you just FaceTime me and we'll record it and we'll just get, maybe we could get your like uh, some updates, some English updates yeah. about what's going on in the in the footballing world of the island kingdom. Yeah, I'll be your Jeff Shreves on the ground or on the sideline. I'll pretend to know what that means. <laughs> okay, well, um, I would like to get predictions, but we don't really know what's going to happen. I haven't looked at all into the upcoming matchup. I would imagine that Sounders are going to win like 11 to nothing or something. That'll yeah. be awesome. But uh, great trip. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like uh, fun time, totally worth it. it. We're doing this all in one day, drive up and back. Yeah, it's it's been super fun. Um, honest, this is my first uh, my first away trip for the Sounders as a as a just going as a fan. So this was a lot of fun. This was not just as a fan, Brandon. This was for business. Okay. Sorry, yes, I forgot. We were credentialed media. We weren't, and we were not members of the credentialed media. Nobody would give us that access. Oh, they absolutely would. I I beg to differ. This is a very serious podcast. Okay, also- tell me, tell me, <laughs> tell them to listen to us calling them the White Craps. Oh yeah, that part. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, we're definitely biased. This yeah. is definitely, like, in favor of Seattle Sounders FC, but yeah. what's wrong? You just looked like you were going to die. No, uh, no, nothing. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, on, the, on that note, <laughs> we should probably stop calling them white craps. Is that... No. Sure? No. No. Okay. I, I, I just... I, was, I farted, and I wasn't sure if it got picked up on the microphone. Nice. <laughs> what's crazy is it smells like farts in the car. That's because we're in Marysville.